0: Ah, and we are live! Welcome back to Takes by Fans. We have a great show for you today. As always, we are live every single day at noon Eastern. If you want to watch live, head over to twitch.tv slash Fans. If you want to watch but not live, head over to our YouTube channel, Takes by Fans. We post all of our shows and clips of the show there on a daily basis. And if you just want to listen, we are on podcasting apps, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio. However you want to watch or listen. We've got you covered multiple ways. Already today is a big old Saturday. Uh, We are continuing on day six of our 73-day NFL draft countdown looking at an NFL draft prospect every day now up until the draft getting us ready for our live Draft show cannot wait Uh, Definitely going live day one for the draft possibly day two for rounds two and three as well Uh, But uh, keep updated. We will I will keep you guys updated, but we will definitely be live for day one So come out and Twitch.tv slash takes by fans. We're watching it live, breaking it down live, seeing who's, you know, who's gonna be the future of all of our teams that we'd love to root for come every NFL season. Uh, so a little bit of a clue for who we're gonna be looking at today. And it's gonna be an offensive lineman. Ooh, we've never really broken down offensive linemen on this show, really kind of So, it's going to be great. Got some clips. Got some stats. Can't even really judge stats, though, right? Uh, So, got some clips. Going to be breaking them down. What is this man looking like on the line? And, I mean, folks, I mean, I'm looking at some mock drafts already. None that I really truly believe in. But, uh, you know, they're saying that he could go very, very high in this draft. So, that's what we've got on the show today. Obviously, still breaking down the NBA. And got to cover the stories of the day. So, without further ado, let's get started here and here it is a continuation of our favorite segment here everything on twitter is a clue and we're right back at here with jj watt we know this man's a free agent he can go wherever he wants to go every team would love to have him on their roster and we get another clue here folks another clue by jj watt here we go the well let's just read the tweet first pups first day in the city where, where, what city? Where are we at? Uh, this photo has been the most successful part of the experiment so far. And J.J. Watt has called um, the uh free agent process and experiment so this is what he's talking about folks this man's got some clues in here so not so much everybody's focusing on uh this part of the the tweet in the city everyone's like oh the browns the bills i still think it's the bills not because of in the city part but look at the photo folks do you what's the first color that you you just pops right off the page the blue right and then we get the red everything in this photo is like blue and red who's got this much blue in their house who's got two just blue chairs sitting up like with the back towards the TV like you're not even so if you sit down you're not even facing the television what we, you actually have to talk to somebody if you sit down in these chairs I'm not about that um, And then look at these flowers pure blue flowers right here what what the heck is this who's got this just sitting in their house and we got a nice little blue envelope here blue little mug here another blue mug right here down below free on the mug I don't think that's a clue um, but yeah I, and then look at the television folks we get the red we get the red the red the blue that's the Bills colors JJ Watt he's sending a message folks he's going to the Buffalo Bills the first tweet that we broke down was the wing tweet now we get blue and red all over the place here come on this is a message folks a lot of blue everything on Twitter's is the clue baby JJ Watt is a hundred percent confirmed a Buffalo Bill Congrats Buffalo Buffalo, you got a good one in J.J. Watt. So, J.J. Watt still sending clues through Twitter. We see it. We see you, J.J. Watt. You're not slick here. Everything on Twitter is a clue, folks. Come on, you have y'all haven't learned this by now. Uh, so, J.J. Watt, a lot of blue, a lot of red in this photo. He's going to the Bills. All righty, uh, here we go. Panthers clearing up cap space to make quote strong run for Deshaun Watson. Now I know. That I've been on here, you know, saying a lot that the Panthers are going to keep Teddy Bridgewater. I really don't see them moving off of him. yet. an incredible season uh, without Christian McCaffrey. Of course, they weren't going to have, you know, 10, 11 wins and make the playoffs, but they had a respectable five wins, four or five wins respectable for, you know, first year head coach first-year quarterback in a new system without their best offensive weapon. So, we still think they're going to keep Teddy Bridgewater, but literally everybody, every team should be trying to get Deshaun Watson. I mean, even the Dolphins, even though I love Tua so much, every single team besides probably the Chiefs. And the Bucs, because Tom Brady just won a ring, so you obviously have to stick with that. But literally, all the other 30 teams in this NFL should be trying to get Deshaun Watson. So, I'm not going to read too much into the story that this Panthers team are trying to get Deshaun Watson. I don't think they're just trying to get another quarterback instead of Teddy Bridgewater. But if you have a chance to get Deshaun Watson, I mean, folks, how many times do we have to say this? He led the league this season in passing yards. Come on, and they had like five, six wins alone. So... The man's fantastic. One of the best quarterbacks in this league right now at the moment. And uh, if you have a chance to go get him, you definitely go and get him. I don't care who's on your team. Um, Lamar Jackson, you probably don't switch Lamar Jackson for Deshaun Watson either because they're kind of very the same. Obviously, Lamar Jackson runs a lot more, but I still think the arm strength on both these players are uh, pretty much matched. So if you're not Deshaun, if you're not Patrick Mahomes, if you're not Lamar Jackson, if you're not Tom Brady, you go out and try and get Deshaun Watson. So I still think Panthers are going to keep Teddy Bridgewater, but if they have the chance to get Deshaun Watson, they will. Uh, but I, they're not going to, you know, draft a quarterback. They're not going to get anybody else besides Deshaun Watson. It's either Deshaun Watson or Teddy Bridgewater, and Teddy Bridgewater is still, in my opinion, the favorite there in Carolina. So not reading too much into this, but uh, we'll report on it, I guess. I guess. Alrighty, And yes, sir. I love it. Carson Wentz is winning me over already. And I cannot wait to watch this Colts team next year. They're going to be so freaking good. And we got some evidence to back it up here. So Carson Wentz is already reaching out to the Colts defensive back there. Julian Blackman and Kenny Moore. The man wants to work. So here we go. This is true leadership right here, folks. This is what I'm talking about. Leadership matters. Your quarterback matters. Your body language matters. That's why we don't like Bradley Beal. I mean, I don't think Bradley Beal. I know we're going cross sports here, but Bradley Beal on the sideline of all the Wizards game. He looks uninterested, not coaching up his teammates, not getting everybody involved. And they got like nine wins so far because of that, like last in the East. So Carson Wentz, a little different here. Uh, So Carson Wentz sends a message. Julian, Carson Wentz here. Just wanted to reach out to you and let you know I'm fired up to compete with you, man. You're a heck of a player, and I look forward to our battles in practice. Reach out anytime, and I look forward to meeting soon. I mean, What a leader class act right there taking control taking the reins of this organization absolutely love it getting everybody to buy in and then we get this one from kenny moore i just got off the phone with the new boy on the block got a horse ready for him so everybody's loving carson wentz here in indianapolis carson wentz likes being here i guess you know he's texting you know um Players on the Colts getting them ready, and there it is. Here it is. This is what Julian Blackman posted on. I think this is Snapchat with the caption of the tweet that we just read from Carson Wentz. Leadership out of the gate, storms are brewing. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Colts are going to be Super Bowl contenders this year, folks. Carson Wentz is fine, and like we've been saying all off season, all last season, this Colts team is a plug and play quarterback away. Uh, Philip Rivers did a hell of a good job here, just kind of maintaining, being a game manager all season letting the run game do the work and now you get kind of a bigger arm here in Carson Wentz because Phillip Rivers was aging out of the league we saw him kind of retire right now so Carson Wentz young fresh ready to prove everybody in uh, Philadelphia wrong ready to prove everybody else wrong and ready to get back on track here in. um Indianapolis, and and he's meeting back up with the head coach of the Colts, Frank Reich, who was the offensive coordinator for the Eagles in 2017. So we are going to watch this three-minute highlight package of uh, Carson Wentz in 2017 with Frank Reich to see how that offense is looking. But I do kind of just quickly want to go over here into uh, Frank Reich's stats and go back to that 2017 in Philadelphia because look at this. I mean, you know, offensive stats right here. They were uh, 7th in total offensive yards. Absolutely fantastic right there. But look at this even deeper and even better right here. In 2017, the rushing offense of the Eagles with Frank Reich as their head coach was 3rd overall in yards-wise rushing the ball. That's why they had so much success this year. The Colts did because of Nehem Hines and Jonathan Taylor. They were getting it done. So if you just have a serviceable quarterback in Carson Wentz, they're going to let this run game just keep rocking, baby. So, they got a great run game in Indianapolis. They had a great run game in 2017, helping out Carson Wentz a little bit. So, I mean, the run game is there. The quarterback is here. I'm telling y'all folks, watch out for this Colts team. I cannot wait to watch them. So, here we go. Let's watch a little throwback here of Carson Wentz in 2017, getting us prepared to what should we be seeing this season with the Colts and all this kind of new look quarterback. So, Carson Wentz escaping the pocket, then just going to throw it all the way down the field wide open, wide open to Deshaun Jackson, but hey. You know, just the escapability that Carson Wentz has. Hopefully he can kind of bring this back to, uh, you know, this season, 2021 season in Indianapolis. Didn't see too much of it this season in Philadelphia, you know, his last season here. But this is what the man can do. This man's no scrub, folks. Yes, he had a real bad season with all those interceptions this season. But in totality, the man is real good. He's a strong competitor. Big beef out there. Big arm. Here's the arm. Look at that. Yes, sir. How long is this throw? So let's count the yards. What is vintage Carson Wentz arm looking like here? Throwing it from about the, we'll call it the 35, getting it all the way down to about the 20, 22-yard line. Absolutely fantastic there. We're talking about uh, 35, 40 yards. Decent strength there. And look at Carson Wentz participating in the team celebration. We we never saw Carson Wentz really kind of celebrate with the team this season. It was kind of just everybody out for themselves there uh, on the field with the Eagles out there with Carson Wentz. So the camaraderie is there. Frank Reich is teaching that. Look at the deep ball again. They are going deep. Once again, we didn't see that really too much with the Eagles this season. Carson Wentz going deep. We didn't really see that. So Frank Reich can bring that back with Carson Wentz this season. What do we got here? Dropping back. Perfect. I mean look at that all the time to throw and he goes even deeper this time. Oh, yes Let's see he's gonna throw this one from the 30 and get it all the way down to about that 10 yard line Oh my god 60 yards. Yes, sir. The man's got the arm We know this and then he can't be brought down in the pocket and look at this throw. I can't oh my goodness this way doubting Carson Wentz just based off ability Can we stop this? I mean look at this throw getting brought down still able to get enough air under this ball to get it over the that defender, right uh, right over that defender, right in the hands of the receiver, right in time, so he can get two feet down and score the touchdown. I mean, that's absolutely fantastic, folks. Holy moly. All right, Carson Wentz back here. Once again, who going to stop me? You can't bring this down. The man's basically down, but he somehow escapes, and then he goes off and rushes for about 15 yards. How does he escape? Here it is. How? How? The man is big. The man is strong. He is fearless. He does not want to go down ever. He will find his way out of the pocket, folks. Folks. The only other person that can do this is like, um, Russell Wilson. Maybe Lamar Jackson. But I mean, folks, come on. Give this man some respect here. Little underthrown ball there, but it's Alshon Jeffrey, baby. He goes up and fights for that. Very well done. Little underthrown. As we see, we see. We have to see. You know, <laughs> um, uh, who is that? What did we just say? Mm, Alshon Jeffrey. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Alshon Jeffrey had to go reach back for the ball. So a little underthrown, but we'll give it to him here. Um, escaping the pressure there by Seattle. Chasing him down. And once again, just gets enough on this ball to get it over the defense. On the run, stumbling. Stumbling. I mean, Patrick Mahomes makes this throw, and everybody goes wild on social media. Come on, let's give some love to Carson Wentz out here. This man is good. Don't let this last season where everything was just boiling over at this point of Carson Wentz's kind of demise here. So, Carson Wentz is fine. The Colts are really good. The Colts are going to be freaking great this season, folks. You got the good quarterback. You got the good team overall. You got the head coach and... uh, quarterback liking each other I mean we just read the report yesterday that Carson Wentz and Doug Peterson didn't talk to each other for about 10 weeks you think Frank Reich and Carson Wentz are going to go 10 weeks without speaking to each other I don't think so so Colts in 2021 do we do we call it right now 2021 Colts are Super Bowl champions we've seen enough we've just seen enough right there they will win the Super Bowl they will beat the Bucs in the championship game in the Super Bowl and uh, we got Carson Wentz finally winning a ring loving it loving it Let's move on to the 2022 season. We don't need to watch this season. We know how it plays out. Carson Wentz wins a ring. righty, and then the last story we'll cover today. Um, just kind of a tweet here. NFL uniform redesigns. We get this about every season. We've already done the helmet one where they an artist went and redesigned the helmets for all the teams. We went and kind of picked the best one. I think, oh, which one was it? I'm forgetting. I think we're, the Bucks was definitely one of the top two that we were choosing. I don't think it was the one that we ended up going with. Um... So here we go. The uniforms are all totally redesigned here. Let's see if they're good. Uh, this one's not. The one, the promo picture they're using. This is absolutely disgusting. <laughs> this is absolutely disgusting. Um, this Chargers logo with bolts everywhere and just big and bold, and it just looks like everything blends together. It looks really disgusting. So hopefully they're all not like this, because then this segment will be garbage. But we'll see what we get here. Have not previewed these yet. Uh, everything's live here on the show. If you haven't noticed by now. Uh, so here we go, let's see what we get We're just gonna keep going, uh, you know We'll do basically head-to-head, do we like The, this one More than the previous, if so, then that one Is the one that is in the lead And whichever one, you know, ends up on top That's the one that we will say is the best one So here we go, let's start breaking some of these New design uniforms down And we get the first one in the Chiefs And once again, this is pretty disgusting, honestly It doesn't look that great I get what they're trying to do here I do kind of like the, uh, the the more kind of translucent um um feathers from, you know, the uh I don't know, the head the headband, the head the head uh, the, the head crown. I don't know what to call it. Um that the Native Americans use. Uh, the headdress, headdress. I think that's what it's called. Uh so yeah, I get what they're trying to do here. It's just too too loud I guess it doesn't look good and like what is up with this helmet I'm not going to try and incorporate these helmets into just the uniforms but this is not looking good so I guess this has got to be the best one so far since it's number one but this is not looking really good at all honestly that giant three what is that it literally takes up the entire thing gross 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 <laughs> um and then this is their kind of you know, second try at this. We're only going to judge the official, the official ones up top. Um, and then this one's not even any better. This one, this looks like a college uniform. <laughs> not great. All right, so not off to a good start here. Now we get the Packers. Kind of the same thing like what we just saw with the Chiefs. I mean, the big three in the middle not looking good. You just get the Green Bay logos all on the top. It looks really disgusting. Like, these don't look clean. These don't look good. I w- would not want to wear this myself. So, I guess the Chiefs one is a little bit better. I guess a little bit. I like the the kind of translucent feathers. That's a little bit better than just some green, yellow stripes thrown in. All right, we are not off to a good start here. And what the heck is this? Like, what? oh, my goodness. Uh, maybe this was a mistake. Hopefully, we can start getting some better uniforms here. Alrighty, righty, All right. All right. These aren't bad. I mean, there's five of them. So, a little more of an option here. But, I mean, the design, the concept, it's not bad. I think it's definitely better than the Chiefs one that we saw. So, we'll have the Tampa Bay Bucks be the new current leader here. Uh, the creamsicle jersey, I think, is very nice. I do kind of like it. Uh, the old school creamsicle Bucks jerseys kind of paying homage here um, I like the this white one too uh, Just kind of it's clean. It's cut. You know you got you get you know the red the white and then you know the red and white on the pants So uh, yeah, it's, this is definitely better than the the, <laughs> the previous two that we saw those were absolutely disgusting So here we go Bucks are now the number one best redesigned uniform, I guess and then their alternative uniform here is just all creamsicle. Not, not too big of a fan. That's just too much creamsicle. I can, uh, I can take a little creamsicle, not too much creamsicle. So we'll have the, uh, the, this Bucks uniform be the new number one. All righty, now we go to the 49ers. And just once again, it's just, it's just a little bit too much here. It's not looking good. I don't really see a concept. We get red lines flowing, you know, throughout the entire thing. That just doesn't make too much sense to me in the grand scheme of things. On a uniform, I want it to be clean and cut. It's got to look great. And I don't like these red lines that are going everywhere. It does not look good. So we'll say that the Bucks are still better and move on here. Already charges, and we saw that off the rip, and they're still kind of disgusting. These bolts flying everywhere. Uh, This blue one, this was the one that we saw kind of on the promo page. This uh, this yellow one is not too bad, or I think this was the one that was on the promo page right over here. This right one. Uh, this yellow one isn't too bad. It's just these bolts being thrown in all over the jersey. It's a little bit too much for me, so I still think we got to go. And what the hell is this? Like a bedazzled glitter uniform? What are we doing here? What are we doing? These uniforms are an homage. And homage? You don't use an there. It's a. Uh. use an if, if the word after an starts with a vowel. So we don't even, can we even trust this website anymore? I mean, they can't even get the grammar down right. Uh, these uniforms are a homage, homage, however you want to pronounce it, to the famous Hollywood Walk of Fame, which features over 2,600 stars with celebrities' name on them, obviously. Each star has a brass outline with coral pink terrazzo interior. This is gross. This is the worst uniform I've ever seen. And they gave it a B minus. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> all right. They said, oh, my God. They think that this uniform is better than these ones. These ones are, are ranked a D, And I agree. These are not good uniforms. But this one's even worse. Ah, like a glittery uniform. That looks real not good, folks. That's move. all right. Let's move on. Here we go. Bills. All right. All right. Not bad. Once again, we get these kind of blue lines all over the place. I'm not a big fan of that. It doesn't make any kind of sense with the entire concept. But I do like this all red with the big Buffalo logo. I am a big fan of this big Buffalo logo. Big blown up on the jersey. So I think this one's going to dethrone this uh, Bucks one. Let's get a nice side-by-side comparison. Yeah, I think I'm liking the Bills one a little bit better. This Bills white one and this Bills red one are really working for me. I'm really loving it. Uh, this Bucks one is good, too, though. But uh, I do think I like the Bills one just a tad more. So let's have this one be our new leader, and we'll move on. What's their alternative? Eh, not bad. All white. All white. Not bad. All right. Here we go. Moving on. Next uniform up is the D- oh, the Dallas Cowboys. Yes, yeah, sir. These are hands down the best ones we've seen. These ones are definitely better than the Bills one. Let's get a nice comparison side by side real quick. Cowboys, Bills. Cowboys, Bills, I'm liking these Cowboys ones. Oh, these ones are all clean. The white, the gray, and the blue, all fantastic. A big star in the middle. These are clean and cut. I'm loving how the transition from the, the tops to the pants with that kind of hard blue kind of line coming down. These are absolutely fantastic. Out of all the ones we've seen, these are hands down the best ones, and I would definitely say I could see the Cowboys actually changing to these uniforms. These are nice. Woo! We've got ourselves a new leader here in the best kind of redesigned uniforms here. Very well done. And their alternative uniforms aren't bad either. These are pretty good. All white, Texas State there, half blue, half uh, red. Absolutely fantastic. These Cowboys unis are nice. Woo. All righty. I'm hyped now. Finally, we get something good. All of them have been really trash up until now. All right. We may be going back to trash here. These are the Steelers uniforms. I like the pants. I like the pants of the logo, the, the yellow, the red, and the, the, the blue stars. I do like that. Uh, but what's up with these tops? Just big number? <laughs> that's <laughs> that's like the theme for all these uniforms. Big number. You can't have big number as a theme. That makes no sense. So um, I love the pants, but these tops are not doing it for me. So I still say that the that these Cowboys uniforms are better. I don't get it. What is up with this big number theme concept? I don't get it. All right there. Alternative ones are not bad. These are kind of decent. I would definitely I would I would say these are rockable as kind of an alternative uniform. Those aren't bad. Those aren't bad. But overall Cowboys ones are better. So let's move on. Saints. Here we go. Once again, Kind of still following the pattern that we've seen got some just random black lines all over the place the big, I do I am a big fan of the big logo kind of like on the shoulder kind of like half, half on and it's like half off I am a big fan of that concept, but uh, I think the Cowboys one does it a little bit better These ones are a little bit too plain uh, So we'll still say the cut. Co- oh my goodness. What the heck is this one? This one's got to celebrate Mardi Gras kind of neon purple and black. These are not bad. These aren't bad uh, What do we got here Mardi Gras is in full effect here? Obviously, with these city edition uniforms, beads, food, music, and parades, the uniform puts it all on display with the traditional Mardi Gras colors of purple, gold, and green. These aren't bad. I I would say this one is better than that one. But uh, overall, we got to judge that the Cowboys are still superior. So let's move on. Next one is the Patriots. All right. Kind of blending all the themes that we've seen here. The random lines, the big logo on the shoulder, the big number in the center. Um, Overall, it doesn't really work that much. It's just a little bit too much, a little bit too confusing. I don't really see any true vision here. It's not as clean as I like it. I mean, these Cowboys uniforms are clean. It's everything, you know, uh, basically from the middle to the left is everything, you know, really clean. And then you get everything to the right with that solid line coming down from the top to the bottom. So I still got to give it to the Cowboys here. What's their alternative for the Patriots? Not bad. Looking like a Power Rangers kind of uniform there. Overall, not bad for this Patriots. But, uh, oh my goodness, these are disgusting. Chicagos, Jesus Christ. Uh, don't like the font right off the rip. Then you get the number right underneath it. Um, I do like the pants. The pants are good. Nice little stripe on the side. The logo on the other side. I am a big fan of the pants, but the tops are disgusting. This I do not like that font at all. Um, it's a little bit too cartoonish for me of an actual jersey. So we got to move on. We still say that the uh, the Cowboys are a little bit better here, and then it looks like they're doing like a winter ugly sweater here for their alternative uniform. All righty. So we still got Cowboys up. What's next? The Raiders. All right. Very little plane here still the same thing with the lines what is up with these just random lines all over the uniform I do not like that at all I do like how the sword is kind of going from the top kind of into the pants there so it's like the sword is tucked in there I do like that but overall i like the Cowboys one a little bit better here just these random lines these plain uniforms with random lines all over the place that's not a concept that's not a uniform concept to go with and then I don't even know what's different here with this one I mean just all black little stud there Little studs, not buying it. So, Cowboys is still number one. Let's keep moving on here. The Dolphins and they are kind of trying to emulate what the Heat jerseys are. The um, what are they called? The Miami City, um, City Edition. So, just a little bit. I do kind of like the 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 big difference between the black and the. Neon pink. I am a big fan of that. But overall, once again, random lines everywhere. Just in the middle of the jersey. It's just big number. That's the concept. Big number in random lines. I do kind of like the color palette between all these five jerseys. But overall, Cowboys ones are all clean. A lot better. Now these ones. These are the ones. These are exactly like the... um, the Vice Knights, exactly right here. Here's the NFL's versions of the Miami Heat Vice Knights jersey. So yes, this one is definitely better than these ones. Um, concept, not just big number. So yeah, uh, this one's better. But we are officially grading the top ones, and the Cowboys are better. So let's keep moving on here. What else we got? The Broncos and uh, okay, I'm all right. These ones aren't bad. Giant logo going across in the center, um, kind of wrapping around the entire jersey. Pants are alright, not bad as well. Once again, just it, it, this is a pretty decent uniform. I'm not knocking this uniform. I think it's pretty decent. But overall, I mean, it's going to be hard to beat this Cowboys one. These are looking real, real nice, folks. So we'll have to move on. No Broncos are upsetting this one. And I think I like this one. All white in the mountains and the bottom. Oh, these ones. Get these ones made in real life. I'm a big fan of these ones. Let's read this. The Rocky Mountains are an inspiration for the City Edition uniforms. The mountains feature predominantly prominently on the front and even obscure the number a little which is neat <laughs> i agree i agree with that uh the uniform is black and white which suits a cold winter's morning on a mountaintop i mean these are looking real real nice i do I like these a lot woof all right all right if this one if these were their kind of official submission here uh we may we may have upset it but uh we are only judging the top one so let's move on here we go Oh, those are disgusting. These are no, 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 Too much neon here. Way too busy. Not clean at all, really. um But, yeah, those are a little bit just too much there. Jeez, jeez. And here we go. I do not like these alternative ones at all. Got kind of, you know, the overview of the city right there. You see the Space Needle in green. Not working for me. Let's move on. Here we go. Washington football team. Big D.C. in the middle. Once again, just random line themes all over the place. Kind of really basic colorways here. Not liking these really at all. And then, okay, the capital. I mean, if you're just going to do Washington football team, I definitely like this as a uniform. Pretty solid uniform right there. Just kind of the capital at the bottom. Kind of like what uh, we just saw with the Denver Broncos with the mountains on the bottom. We got the capital there. So not a bad uh, alternative uniform there browns all right not too bad the b in the middle their logo just overall it's just a little basic it's a little too basic here just got a nice b here Mm, just a little basic let's move on those ones aren't anything great all right, Cardinals, once again, all right, all right, I just, it's just too much, it's too cluttery, you got the number, and then the bird eye, and then the lines still, get rid of the lines, if you're going to have something else, you don't need these lines in here, uh, I do like the pants, you got the solid stripe coming down, that's kind of like what we had on these Cowboys, one the solid stripe coming down, uh, the side, but uh, yeah, I still think, oh, mm, I do not, was this, a cherry blossom? Oh, my God. They did the freaking Arizona tea can. I cannot believe this. We have to move on. We have to move on. They gave it that in A. Eagles, what the hell is this? Just bright-ass green? No, no, no. And then you get, oh, my God, the Constitution. What are they doing here with these alternative uniforms? getting a little wild here. Um, Falcons, oh, all right. We may have a rival for the Cowboys here. Atlanta Falcons uniforms. Not bad. Like I said, I love that giant logo coming off kind of the shoulder. You get the nice kind of three clean stripes coming down the pant leg. Let's do a quick side-by-side comparison of the Falcons and the Cowboys. Which one are we liking better? Oh, this was a tough one. This is a tough one. Mm, The number placement on this Falcons one, I think I'm liking a little bit better. I can get behind a little bit of a big number on the right side, lower right side. Man, these ones are tough. These ones are tough. All right, let's make a decision here. Cowboys or Falcons, we're going to go. Damn, those Falcons ones are looking nice. Oh, we got to go. We got to go. I think we're going to keep Cowboys here. It's looking a little bit cleaner than this one. Um, Just some of these... Colorways. I do like the white one. This other white one's not looking as good. I kind of like the white and the black. The white and the gray isn't really doing it for me. The red and the black could be a little bit better. So, unfortunately, I think we are going to stick with the Cowboys, but this is definitely second place, definitely. All right, Giants. I mean, once again, just Giant logo right in the middle. Looks like they had no effort into it. Not liking that. And then they got the Subway at the or alternative Jacksonville. That's really hard to tell even what it is. This all black one, you can't even tell what the hell it's supposed to be. Um, the white Jaguar, I am a kind of a decent fan on those aren't bad, but overall it's just like, what are we looking at here? If you didn't see, if you don't initially see the Jaguars logo in there, you would have no idea what you're looking at. Uh, I'm not a big fan of those. All right, Jets ones. Once again, just a little bit too much here. Way too much neon there. <clears throat> Jets just kind of, right out across the center with some stripes and then those ones are ugly i don't even know what the heck that a graffiti pattern lions i mean once again i mean they have everything on here the logo the name of the logo the land the lines the big numbers just too much here just too much not even looking like it all flows together so let's move on. Here we go. Panthers, kind of same thing here. They're kind of translucent, trying to put that big panther in there like we saw with the Jags. And then you get the teeth over the number, and then it's still a big number there. Ah oh, Man, it's just too much. Choose choose one. Choose either the panther or the big number there. You cannot do both on these uniforms. It's too much. Alrighty, Rams. Nothing. I mean, these are just big number with the lines. We just don't get the logo on them. So we move on. The Ravens. All right. Not bad here. Um, Classic kind of purple Raven right there across the top with the big number. Just once again, nothing too great here. I do kind of like these. These aren't bad. This looks like a college uniform, but these aren't bad. These kind of purple uh, spots up top fading down into the white. We got these Texans. Those are, once again, just too much. I'm not liking these. Just way too busy. Way too busy. Um, let's keep moving on because I'm, I'm a little over this now. I'm a little <laughs> a little over this. Uh, I thought this would go a little quicker, and these ones are all not looking good. So let's go through quickly here. Titans. Just what is the font there going across the neck? Too big. Can't even read it. Um, Vikings. This looks like a college uniform right off the rip. Anything else good? Cowboys are the only good ones so far. The Colts. All right, we only get one of this. It's kind of hard to see. They kind of got the shoe... The shoe uh, the horseshoes on the right on the shoulder pads going upside down. I don't really like that. All right, finally reached the end. Thank God that was getting a little too little too much there. So Cowboys, they win the uh, they win they win the redesign contest. I guess um, nothing they win nothing. They will these will not be made. They will not rock these uniforms. But that's what we have. All right, let's move on because we took entirely way too much time on that. Holy cow. Alrighty, uh, at least those are all the stories we need to talk about. So let's kind of go back to the NBA from last night. Let's preview the games a little bit. Then we'll go a little bit deeper into the stats. So here we go. Magic beating the Warriors. Unfortunately, we just put the Warriors in the top 10. And now I'm kind of looking at an out to see who who I can kind of switch back into this top 10. I mean, well done for the Magic. I mean, I think they're on a two-game winning streak now. Let's double-check that. I think they've strung together some decent wins here now that, um, you know, they've finally kind of got the uh, rotation right without Aaron Gordon in the starting lineup, and they are on a two-game winning streak. So let's shout out that Magic team. Nice two wins here. Vucevic doing it all these last two games, getting it done. And, unfortunately, the Warriors just couldn't close it out. So, Steph Curry was trying to be clutch, but he had a chance at the game-tying game, game tying three and missed it, unfortunately. We do have a clip of that when we get deeper into the game, but uh, yeah, man, Warriors, they're good, but losing to this Magic team, a little disappointing there. Alrighty, Nuggets and the Cavs, and the Nuggets absolutely blow out the Cavs by 17. Jamal Murray went in, dropped a 50-burger on him, hitting like eight three-pointers and shooting like 80%. It was just absolutely magnificent. Jamal Murray stepping it up huge here and getting it done, showing us what he did in the bubble last season and bringing it over to this season. Love seeing that. So Nuggets get the absolute dominant win. All right, 76ers in the Bulls, and 76ers in the Bulls. I mean, this game was close the entire game. No Ben Simmons, but uh, the 76ers find a way to kind of get it done in the end. This was part of our moneymaker, our three-team moneymaker that we had going, and we lose it because we took the 76ers minus eight, and they win by seven. We lose it by point and a half. Truly, truly unfortunate there. But 76ers clean it up down low, down late in this game, and are able to knock off the Bulls 112-105. Celtics beating the Hawks, and we told y'all to stay away from the Hawks. We do like this Hawks team. We liked them early, but now they're starting to lose games. And once again, why we've started selling our Atlanta Hawks stock stock is because they there's nobody else stepping up. It's just Trey Young and Clint Capella. Every single game, we get nothing great from anybody, any of their starters or any uh player off the bench. It's just Clint Capella, Trey Young every game, and I like that. That's fine, but you have to start winning games, and other players have to start contributing a little bit more, and they haven't been doing that for the Hawks. So we have been fading the Hawks now for the last probably week and a half here. It's unfortunate because I'm a big fan of Trey Young, but got to start getting other players involved. I mean, he still has 11 assists, just nobody else is stepping up. Trey Young is trying to get everybody else involved, but nobody is getting involved. Celtics getting the win. Well done getting back on track there by the Celtics uh grizzlies pistons we had this one in our moneymaker as well grizzlies minus four and a half they win by 14 no problem there john morant had a great night and i think this grizzlies team is kind of overtaking uh kind of our place of where we had the hawks i am very much looking forward to putting this grizzlies team in the top 10 they just won last night warriors just lost last night do i put the grizzlies in the top 10 Mm, mm, mm. I think we need to see a little bit more for them. So let's not get too ahead of ourselves. I am kind of considering Grizzlies, though, this week. If they can show us something good, they're already starting off good. One-game winning streak here. Love seeing it. Beating the Pistons, a team they should beat. John Moran had a pretty good night, 29 points. So Grizzlies get the win, one hundred nine ninety five. Bucks, Thunder, thank God the Bucks won this game. Finally, kind of snapping their six game losing streak. Finally. Uh, but they still only put up 98 points. Not great there. Luckily, the Thunder only put up 85. So. We'll see what happens scoring wise for this Bucks team who stepped up who didn't step up and uh, you know We're still not buying the Bucks just because they beat the Thunder We are still not buying this Bucks team. They're not in our top 10. They're not even probably in the top 13 Honestly, I think I got like Raptors Grizzlies and another team um, Outside the top 10 but this Bucks team still just because they beat the Thunder. I'm not buying it <laughs> I don't think anybody's buying it just because they beat the Thunder Alrighty, Suns and Pelicans and Suns get the win, 132-114. Chris Paul had a nice little dagger we'll watch when we get to the game. Uh, just the Pelicans, man. I mean, they compete. They do compete, but they just don't win the games against the better teams, and that's unfortunate. We do kind of like some of the players there on the Pelicans team. Not a big fan of Lonzo Ball in totality. He had a pretty good game here, 21 points and 12 assists, but it just seems like it just doesn't always translate the wins when Lonzo Ball has a good game. So uh, we got to start figuring out what, is going wrong with this Pelicans team because they do have some nice pieces: Zion Williamson, Stephen Adams, Brandon Ingram's having a great, great year. Um, it is unfortunate that the Pelicans did have to face the Suns because the Suns are very, very, very good. Um, so Suns get the win, one thirty-two, one fourteen. Raptors, Timberwolves. We had this game in our money maker too, three-team money maker. We told you we hit on the Grizz yeah, the Grizzlies. Was it the Gr- yeah, Grizzlies? Yes, Grizzlies. Hit on the Grizzlies minus four and a half. Raptors minus two and a half. They win by five. Bingo, bango, there. So we literally only lost our money maker by a point and a half. It's super, super frustrating. But we're gonna get back on track today. We're gonna hit all three, maybe four, however many games we take in the money maker today. We are gonna hit it, folks. So stick around for that. But Raptors getting the nice win over the Timberwolves. Very well done. A team that they should beat the Timberwolves, and they go out and beat them. Now they didn't have a great night. I mean, look at the final score here, 86 to 81. I mean, what do we do? What are we doing here? This is a Like the most highly efficient offensive league offensive season that the league has ever seen, and you're only putting up 86 points. We're not going to knock you because you won, but you know, 86 points is not going to beat really any team. We see literally every single other team has scored more than 86 points, except the Thunder, they put up 85. But literally, every other team is in the hundreds, 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 Jesus, uh, besides you know, the Raptors, Timberwolves, and the Thunder. Um, What happened with this, son, uh, this Timberwolves team uh, It was Anthony Edwards not having a great night He had the big dunk which everybody saw But didn't translate to the win So who really won there You can dunk on me if I get the win I don't care Dunk on me I'll, I'm still winning. I don't care. Um, and then the last game of the night, the Jazz and the Clippers. And the Clippers win 116-112 over the, over the Jazz. And the Clippers should win this game. I mean, everybody's so freaking well-rested. Kyrie, or Ky, Kawhi Leonard hasn't played in like three games. Paul George hasn't played in like five games. So, yes, they should be beating the Jazz team who was on a 20-1 winning streak. 20-1 in their last 21 games. So, you know, yeah, they've been competing. Everybody's been playing. They've been, you know, going, you know, pedal to the metal 24 and six overall record so yes the Clippers should win this game everybody's so freaking healthy not going to count this loss too much against the Jazz we will count it a little bit but not too much probably not as much as everybody else in the media is doing yes the Clippers won they're all so freaking rested folks that's the only reason why Alright, let's go a little bit deeper into these stats now. We'll start back up at top with the Warriors and the Magic. And we got this nice little clip here of Steph Curry down three points with 13 seconds left. But the Magic go up and clamp up defense on him. Steph Curry, passes to Draymond Green, gets it back. Little Hesitation. Pull-up jumper, unfortunately, does not go. I think it's an air ball as well. Just unfortunate Steph Curry, but he did hit two clutch threes before this. Just the third most clutch one. Doesn't fall. Super unfortunate. Um, and you know Steph Curry's hard on himself, and he was kind of, you know, looking down at the ground. Did we get a shot of that? Do we get a shot of that? Nice little zoom-in shot here. I mean, they just doubled him. I mean, what are we supposed to do here? What are we supposed to do? I mean, of course you have to double Curry at the game-tying shot from three, right? And then there he is after the shot, a little disappointed in himself. All right, so let's get back to the stats here. We'll start with the magic Vucevic, 30 points, 10 assists, 16 rebounds, so freaking good on the floor. Um, Terrence Ross hit a huge three as well to kind of seal the game a little bit so very well done to Terrence Ross he had 24 points and uh, th- 4 rebounds on 53% shooting not bad there Evan Fournier had a great game as well 28 points alrighty 6 assists and 4 rebounds the 3 kind of bigs or the 2 bigs on this team Vucevic and Evan Fournier really getting it done unfortunately James Ennis the 3rd couldn't really get it done only 7 points but uh, we got Terrence Ross off the bench as we said 24 points so Magic they've got some decent pieces here they usually don't string it all together in a game like this they usually don't have three players in 24 plus points they rarely ever have that it's really only Vucevic doing anything um, so Magic getting back on track here now that you know the rotation's pretty much set without Aaron Gordon in the starting lineup we'll see if they can start rattling off some wins here they're already on a two-game winning streak we'll start to pay a little bit closer attention to this Magic team until they lose and then we'll kind of start fading them a little bit more um. All righty, to the Warriors now. Juan Toscano, Anderson, back at the three here. Draymond back at the five. And Andrew Wiggins going to the four and still having success. The man has played the four, the five, the three. It doesn't matter where you put Andrew Wiggins. He will have success wherever he goes because he's super consistent. So Steph Curry goes for 29 points, 11 assists, and seven rebounds. Uh, and six of six, 16 from three. So he's still taking so many threes. Uh. But, hey, you know. We can. He he earns it. He's the only shooter that. Hey, go shoot 33s a game. I don't care. I don't care. I would trust Steph Curry. Trust Steph Curry with that. Uh, Kelly Oubre Jr. had a great game here unfortunately just does not translate to a win and unfortunate so 26 points by Kelly Oubre Jr. 7 rebounds not a bad night from him shooting 55% and 50% from 3 so not a bad game by him Draymond Green 6 points 9 assists 6 rebounds just kind of being a defensive piece but he was a minus 16 on the floor so not a great night by him getting absolutely destroyed by you know Vucevic which is to be expected you know I do like Draymond Green but Vucevic is a kind of a different animal there so Draymond Green struggles a little bit there. Andrew Wiggins at the four, 16 points, four rebounds, two assists, two steals, 46% shooting, one of four from three. Not the best defensive night by him as a plus or as a minus 15 on the floor as well. And then Juan Toscano Anderson to finish off the starters, only seven points, four assists, five rebounds, not bad at the three. All right, off the bench, Michael Mulder, 10 points, not bad. Damian Lee, 10 points as well, five rebounds, just trying to help out Draymond Green with Vucevic a little bit more. They still need James Wiseman. If they can get James James Wiseman back and Kelly Oubre Jr. and Steph Curry and Andrew Wiggins keep playing at the level they're playing at and Draymond Green, this could be a decent game if you get Wiseman off the bench. All righty, let's move on to the next game up, Nuggets in the Cavs. Let's start with the Nuggets. Oh, boy, what do we got here? We got zeros everywhere. Let's refresh this page. What's up with that? All right, here we go. Now we got stats. <laughs> Alrighty, here we go. Jamal Murray, a 50 piece on 84% shooting, 21 of 25, and then 80% from three, 8 of 10. I mean, absolutely magnificent performance by him. Six rebounds, two assists, two steals, and only one turnover. Crazy, crazy. The man just went hog wild. Uh, Jokic, once again, a great game as well. 16 points, 10 assists, 12 rebounds, triple-double for the man on 62% shooting, one of two from the three. So, you rely on Jamal Murray. Jokic gives you 16 and then Michael Porter Jr. still finds a way to put up 22 points. How does that work? I mean, Michael Porter Jr. can't be, you know, a consistent score when, you know, Jamal Murray's only putting out like 15 and Jokic's only putting up 20. We don't get anything from Michael Porter Jr. But when Jamal Murray is putting up 50 and there's kind of no pressure on Michael Porter Jr., he goes for 22 points. Come on. Um, I like Michael Porter Jr. I'm not knocking him, but got to see a little bit more consistency from this man. So 22 points, seven rebounds, fantastic game shot, 50% three of six from the three as well. So great game by Michael Porter Jr. Love seeing that. Just kind of crazy that it came with, you know, Jamal Murray's best game, so we'll see what happens here. But uh, Michael Porter Jr. trying to fit back into the starting lineup here, and then uh, Facundo Campazzo off the bench, ten points, able to find some points when people are just going crazy. Love seeing that. So Nuggets had a great game, stars all stepping up. Love seeing that. So you know who's the one star that we like on the Cavs? Jared Allen, and he was the uh, second leading scorer. On his squad. So let's start here with Jared Allen. I'm a big fan of his. 20 points, 10 rebounds, 4 assists on 88% shooting. Only missed one shot the entire game. Now, he did go 4 of 8 from the free throw line, which I do not like. I do not accept missed free throws. We knock Giannis all the time for it. So, Jared Allen, let's clean that up a little bit, a little bit, but everything else is great by the man. Uh, Colin Sexton, 23 points, 4 assists. A little light. No rebounds, no steals, no blocks, 5 turnovers. A little bit of Russell Westbrook territory there. A little worse because you know, at least Russell Westbrook will go get you. You know, ten rebounds with five turnovers. So Collin Sexton's got to start being a little bit better here. This Cavs team isn't bad. They got some decent pieces: Sexton, Jared Allen, C. D. Osmond. Those are some decent pieces. Nothing great. They're not gonna, you know, compete for a championship, obviously, with this team. But they could potentially, maybe, compete for the a seed. Maybe not this year because the the East is kind of a little deep with the eight, nine, and ten. Uh, but this Cavs team, yeah, I mean, they're not going to outbeat the Hawks. They're not going to outbeat the Heat. Uh, and they're not going to outbeat the Hornets. They can outbeat – they can beat the Bulls. They can definitely beat the Bulls. But, uh, yeah, so this Cavs team, they need something else. They need Kyle Sexton to start kind of putting it together. I mean, we need more than four assists kind of by this man. So, um, just unfortunate. Cavs lose the game. Jared Allen's on this bad team pretty much. For the rest of the season because we know they're trading uh, Andre Drummond. So a little unfortunate there. All right, so Nuggets get the win, 120-103 over the Cavs. Let's move on to Bulls and the 76ers. Let's start here with the 76ers because we had another man in the league drop a 50-burger. And this one's our MVP, Joel Embiid, 50 points, 17 rebounds, 5 assists, 2 steals, 4 blocks, and only 2 turnovers. This man is fantastic on 65% shooting as well, just getting it done down low. And then Tobias Harris also steps up. He is so freaking great. 22 points, 12 rebounds, 7 assists. And now we get Danny Green stepping up. So, same thing. What is going on? Danny Green steps up with Joel Embiid goes for 50. Michael Porter Jr. steps up with Jamal Murray goes for 50. That's not when y'all need to step up. All right, (laughs) Y'all need to step up when, you know, Joel Embiid doesn't have a good game or Jamal Murray and Jokic don't have a good game. But they step up when everybody's having a good game. Stop that. Stop that. So, Danny Green had a pretty good game. 13 points, 5 assists, 2 rebounds, shooting 4 of 8 from 3. Perfect, that's what we want from this man, but we want this uh, consistently, not when everything is going right, really kind of we want this when everything's going bad, because we need y'all to step up, you guys aren't the one, you're clearly not the two here, y'all are like the third option, so you need to step up when either the one's not stepping up or the two's not stepping up, don't step up when the one and two are both having great games, kind of makes it a mute point, but we'll give it to him, we'll give it to him, he still did it, so we give it to him, um, Seth Curry didn't have a great night, Uh, nine points, so it is possible to not step up even though everything is going right. Seth Curry, nine points on 18% shooting, two of 11 from the field, one of five from the three he's got to start stepping it up a little bit more consistently a little bit more consistently as well. We do think he's a little bit better than Danny Green at the current moment, but we still can see a little bit better by Seth Curry. And as we said, no Ben Simmons, so Matisse Thybul steps up at the point guard position and only takes three shots and knows, you know, hey, I'm just kind of the facilitator here. There's better players here. I'm just kind of the role filler here. So that's what he did, so I respect it. Two points and he was a plus 16 on the floor. So not bad defense there even though, you know, you got Joel Embiid going for 50. All righty, let's move on to the Bulls now. What do we got? Zach Levine, 30 points, 5 assists. Yes, sir. I mean, he's the only good player on this team. Kobe White is not even coming to close to the performance from that 30-night game that he had with Zach Levine that got them a win. He's really been floundering ever since then, so only 9 points by him on 36% shooting, 4 of 11, one of 5 from 3. He did have 5 assists and 6 rebounds, so not bad overall, but still in the points department, you know, we still need Kobe White to start stepping up a little bit more because now he's kind of established himself as kind of the second leading scorer here um, with that one great performance. So we still need to see a little bit more points from this man. Uh, Garrett Temple 10 points Wendell Carter Jr. 15 points 4 rebounds not a bad game by him and then Thaddeus Young also great off the bench this man should be in the discussion for 6th man of the year not number 1 because Jordan Clarkson is still I think you know still deserves that but we still need to respect what Thaddeus Young is doing here great veteran presence here on this Bulls bench and he really gets it done every game 12 points 9 rebounds 3 assists and only 20 minutes of play on 66% shooting very well done Thaddeus Young still getting it done even And what do we say, he's uh, 13 years in the season now? 13 years experience. So, yes, sir. Get it done. Get it done, uh, old fella. (laughs) All right, so 76ers get the win over the Bulls 112-105. Now, let's go to Celtics and the Hawks. And let's start with the Hawks here because it kills me that they keep losing. But, I mean, just look at this, folks. Look at these stats. It's only Trey Young and Clint Capella. Nobody else steps up. I mean, folks, folks, folks. If you're not looking at the stats right now, we'll read them to you. And it's it's going to make me sick reading these stats. But here we go. Trey Young, 31 points, 11 assists, 4 rebounds, 3 steals. Yes, sir. Now, he did have 6 turnovers. A little bit too much turnovers there, but I mean when you're working with, you know, nothing, you know, it's a little hard there. So thirty one points. 11 assists, 4 rebounds on 62% shooting. Very well done. Clint Capella, 24 points, 15 rebounds, 9 offensive boards. Yes, sir. sir. 4 blocks. Oh, my goodness. On, you know, 78% shooting. So, that's all good. Now, let's go to the other starters. We'll start here with Cam Reddish. 9 points, 5 rebounds on 23% shooting. Come on. Get that up a little bit more. John Collins, 8 points, 3 rebounds on 23% shooting again. I mean, Cam Reddish and John Collins both both went 3 13 from the field. Get that up more, please. And then Kevin Huter as well. 5 points, 3 assists, 2 rebounds on 28% shooting. Can y'all get Trey Young and Clint Capella some help? Please, please somewhere. Luckily, Daniil Gallinari off the bench. He still put up 9 points, 3 rebounds, and 3 assists. Once again, didn't shoot well. 2 of 14, 14%. I mean, Step it up. Thank you for putting up nine points, but, you know, you could have put up a lot more points to that, and the Hawks need that desperately. Luckily, also Solomon Hill off the bench, 12 points and four rebounds in only 18 minutes. Now we're starting to cook a little bit more. So, you know, if some of these other starters could have gotten in, you know, 12 to 15-plus point categories, we're looking at possibly a Hawks win here, Uh, but unfortunately, there's no help here in Atlanta. All righty, now let's talk about the Celtics now. Jason Tatum, 25 points, 6 assists, 8 rebounds on 47% shooting. Classic Jason Tatum game. Daniel Tice is having decent success here at the 4. 14 points, 8 rebounds, 4 assists on 77% shooting. Tristan Thompson, 17 points, 5 rebounds. Not bad by him as well. Jalen Brown, 17 points, 6 assists, 4 rebounds. Kemba Walker, 28 points, six assists, five rebounds on 62% shooting. I mean, folks, look at the starting uh, the starters' shooting percentage. It's so much different than the Hawks. Jason Tatum 47%, Daniel Tice 77%, Tristan Thompson 88%, Jalen Brown 50, and Kemba Walker 62. Yeah. Man, this Hawks. Oh man, get get Trey Young out of get Trey Young and Clint Capella out of Atlanta. Get them out of Atlanta. They need to thrive somewhere else. Same thing with Jared Allen. Get that man out of Cleveland. They need to thrive somewhere else. They're too good to be on bad teams. Unfortunately. And then look at this, the bigs all getting involved here. Robert Williams off the bench, 12 points and 7 rebounds. Very well done. So I don't like the bigs of Boston, but they all kind of stepped it up here, all scoring 12-plus points, all having, you know, five, seven, eight rebounds. So very well done. All right. Great win by the Celtics. Great team win by the Celtics. Very well done. Let's move on to Pistons and the Grizzlies. Let's start here with the Grizzlies, the gay the the, the winning team. Uh, John Morant, 29 points, four assists, three rebounds. Not bad. There didn't shoot the best. 43% in 05 from three. Uh, but the points were there, 29 points. So we'll give him credit. Grayson Allen once again struggling here in the starting lineup. Only four points and six assists. I mean, he's having kind of, you know, a good game, bad game, good game, bad game. Really not having great consistency here in the starting lineup, but he's still a rookie, so we give him a little bit more time not too much time because we see what lamella ball is doing but we'll give him a little bit more time here or actually is he a rookie or is it this is second year What is what do we got here yeah two years oh third year all right yeah so yeah no he gets no he gets no pass he gets no pass we take that pass back um all right where are we uh here right here back at uh the stats so yeah grayson allen gets no pass he gets no pass this four points is unacceptable now all right, Tunis once again, I mean, that's why we like this Grizzlies team. John Morant, Tunis and um, um, Dylan Brooks when he plays. Uh, but he did not play this game. Uh, so Valanchunas, 17 points, 15 rebounds, 7 offensive rebounds. Absolutely fantastic. Kyle Anderson, 16 points, 6 rebounds. And Brandon Clark, 12 points and 7 rebounds. Very well done. All the starters except for Grayson Allen. We're getting it done here for the Grizzlies. And then we got Desmond Bain off the bench with 10 points. Very well done. And 5 rebounds and Xavier Tillman 8 points and 8 rebounds. So, not bad there by the bench either. So, and that that was all without uh, Dylan Brooks. So, we are a fan of this Grizzlies team. We are trying to get them in the top 10, but uh, this week is going to speak volumes on them. We're we're ready to put them in. We just got to see it this week. All right, let's go to the Pistons now, When they are having decent success here since Blake Griffin is no longer hindering the team. Now, they still didn't win this game or really weren't that competitive, as we see. You know, they lose by, you know, 14 points, so not the greatest there, but still decent performance here by really everybody in the starting lineup, everybody putting up 10-plus points. They just don't have that one superstar who will go and get you the 25-plus points, unfortunately. So we get uh, Dellen right here. 16 points, 4 assists, 3 rebounds. Wayne Ellington, 10 points, 5 assists. Mason Plumley, 10 points, 6 assists, 15 rebounds. Shout out to Mason Plumley. He's kind of going under the radar a little bit. Um, and then Jeremy Grant, 16 points, only 3, rebound, three assists and 2 rebounds. And then Sadiq Bay, 14 points and 3 rebounds. So, decent squad here in the starting lineup. They just need that superstar. And then off the bench, Josh Jackson. Let's shout him out, 15 points and 7 rebounds. Not bad there. But the Grizzlies are overall a better team and they get the win because of it. Alrighty, moving on to Thunder and the Bucks. All right, Bucks kind of escaped a little bit here, only putting up 98 points and still getting the win. So, Giannis Antetokounmpo, 29 points, 19 rebounds, 8 assists, 8 of 10 from the free throws. Still kind of 1 of 5 from 3, still not great. Stop taking the 3s, that's not your game. That's like what we've been saying about Blake Griffin, stop the 3s, that's not your game. If you want to work on your 3s in practice, that's fine. But, um, you know, have a little bit more practice until you start bringing it into the game situations because uh, it does not hit usually ever ever really Uh, so Giannis had a great game Chris Middleton, 20 points, 8 rebounds. Once again, not a bad game from him, but he needs to be that kind of 3-point shooter that really gets them going. And he's not that. Uh, same thing with Dante DiVincenzo. I mean, he didn't have a good game, and he hasn't really been stepping it up any time here, really. He's really struggling out here. 5 points, 6 assists on 25% shooting and 1 of 5 from 3. Get better. Get better, please. I mean, you're wasting Giannis's great talent there. That's all they've got there. Brooke Lopez, a little bit of a light night, seven points, five rebounds. We're used to seeing him put up a lot more points and rebounds, so a little bit of a light night by him. DJ Augenstein, 11 points, five rebounds, not the worst. Uh, what did we get off the badge? Anything great? Brian Forbes, 10 points. Bobby Portis, seven points, eight rebounds. It's just nothing too great here by this Bucks team. We're not by, I mean, they only hit 11 threes, not that great. This is a little bit below average. I think we're looking at about, you know, 12 to 14 in the usual game. Of a usual good better team. I mean we get the Thunder. They put up 12. Outshot the uh, the Bucks from three. All righty. They just don't have the big to contain. You know the beef. I mean everybody's beefy here in Milwaukee folks. Especially you know obviously Giannis and Brooke Lopez. So, the Thunder just could not get them down low. So, let's go to them. Now, Shea Gills Alexander back here. 14 points, 5 assists, 4 rebounds on 25% shooting. This man, you know, he was out for a little bit. So, he needs uh, a little couple more games to get him acclimated. Because a 25% shooting is not good. I mean, holy cow. Look at this. Look at these starters. I mean, they shot absolutely very not good. 37% by Dortz. 28% 28% by Darius Basley, 28% by Al Horford. You're a center. Why are you shooting 28% in the first place? Why are you taking nine threes in the second place? And uh, Shea Gills Alexander with 25%, and Theo Melendon, 33%. So, not great here. There's nobody that great. Logan Storrs put up 17 points, led the team. So, finally, at the three, having great success. We saw him at the two for the last couple of games with Shea Gills Alexander out of the starting lineup. And Lugan Storrs was having great success at the two, but at the three, he hasn't really had success all season except for this game but it still translates to a loss so unfortunate there all righty let's keep moving on here to the suns and the pelicans and here we go we got another clip here chris paul nice little dagger three let's watch this man work a little bit here Nice little dribble inside, pass out back, gets the ball back at the top of the key, and is just going to toy with Lonzo a little bit. Yes, sir, cashing in the three, really icing the game at 118-107 with about four and a half minutes left. So Chris Paul still getting it done, and he did not get a starting all-star vote. I, nah, upset, upset. We had uh, Chris Paul and Damian Lillard as our starting guards in the West, and we ended up not even hitting any of those. It was uh, Steph Curry and Luka Doncic. All right, all right, all right. Luka Doncic isn't even translating to wins, but whatever. Whatever. All right, here we go. Back to the stats here. Chris Paul, 15 points, 19 assists on 54% shooting, and he had all that with two turnovers. Russell Westbrook is looking at these numbers like, hang on, how can you only do that with two turnovers? I need at least like eight turnovers with this amount of volume of points and assists. What are we doing here? So very well done to Chris Paul. Great, great last two seasons. I'm so, so freaking happy for this man. I wish he could get a ring. He could. The West is very hard this season, obviously, with the Lakers and the Clippers and the Jazz and the Nuggets. It's a real tough Western Conference. And even the Spurs, man. Even the Spurs are good. But uh, I'm I'm rooting for Chris Ball. I want this man to get a ring. So we'll see what happens. Devin Booker, 23 points, 4 rebounds. DeAndre Ayton, 16 points, 16 rebounds. Yes, sir. Get it done. Frank Kaminsky, 17 points on 5 of 6 from 3. Yes, sir. McCall Bridges, 6 points, but he only took... Took uh, six shots, so not bad there. And then look at this great contribution from their bench. Cameron Johnson, 13 points. Yes, sir. And then Jay mother-loving Crowder, 20 points, three assists, three rebounds on 77% shooting. So very well done. Jay Crowder is really coming into his own. And uh, obviously, he's always been great. But coming off the bench here, getting it done, putting up the points. Yes, sir. Being great defender as well. We see he was a plus 29 on the floor. Absolutely magnificent. So, this Suns team, they're sorry. Star- I mean, they've got the pieces for their bench. You know, the two Camerons. Dario Saric, Jay Crowder, and uh, so they can get it done. They can get it done on the bench, but they just need to get it done off the bench. We haven't really seen the bench put up too much. I, I think this may have been the best bench performance probably all season long. So if their bench can start to get a little bit more consistent, like Jay Crowder has been these last couple, three, four games, now we're talking about a real dangerous Suns team. Alright, let's go to the Pelicans now. Who did not step up on this team? We see Brandon Ingram, 25 points. Zion Williamson, 23 points, 5 rebounds, 4 assists. We see uh Steven Adams did not play this game. So they bring in Willie Hernana Gomez. Nine points, 13 rebounds. Alright, yes, sir. Yes, sir. What's this man about? This man a rookie? What is he looking at? Willie Hernana Gomez, four years experience. Alright. Never heard of this man, but hey, he's making the most of it in the starting. The starting lineup, so not too bad there. All right, Eric Bledsoe, decent game by him. We haven't really seen too many great games by him this season, but 12 points and really nothing else. Only one steal, one rebound, one turnover, one block, just one everywhere else besides the 12 points. And then Lonzo Ball, 21 points, 12 assists. He took 12 threes, probably a little bit too much for this man to take, but he hit six of them, so not too bad there. 21 points overall for the man. And then really no really great contributions from the bench. We get Josh Hart, 8 points. Jackson Hayes, 4 points. Got to see Jackson Hayes start to step it up a little bit more. This man is freakishly athletic. Same thing with Derrick Jones Jr., uh, but they don't always have great success in games. So definitely want to see Jackson Hayes start to step it up a little bit more. And then J.J. Reddick, 7 points off the bench. So. Pelicans, they've got some good pieces here. They're very young, though. They're super young. They need to know how to learn to win and hold leads and win the games in the fourth quarter. Uh, Stan Van Gundy, I don't know if he's the best coach to do that, uh, to kind of mold some of these younger minds here. But, uh, you know, nah, they got, what, what do they got, 12 wins now? Where are they at officially? Um, yeah, they're currently 12, man. It's going to be a tough climb for them. I mean, obviously, they're only, you know, They are four games out from the eighth seed. So they do have their work cut out for them. They do have to kind of compete with the Grizzlies, too, and the Warriors, and the Nuggets, and the Spurs, all for that kind of six, seven, eighth seed. So, Pelicans, they need to start winning now. Need to start winning now. All let's go to the Raptors and the T-Wolves now. Great win by this Raptors team, a, t- a game that they should have won, so very well done, and we are, like we've said, looking to put this Raptors team in the top 10, but we, don't, we need to start seeing them win consistently here, so a great step here. Norman Powell's been absolutely killer these last couple of games here, 31 points, 6 rebounds, 2 assists on 52% shooting. Very well done. Pascal Siakam, 10 points, 9 rebounds, 6 assists. Chris Boucher, in the starting lineup, nine points. We don't see a – um. oh, yeah, never mind, never mind. Uh, we don't see OG and a newbie. Is that correct? Yeah, he did not play. Uh, So, Chris Boucher gets in the starting lineup, 9 points, 3 rebounds, 2 assists. DeAndre Bembry, 7 points. Fred VanVleet, 12 points, 7 rebounds, 3 assists. Also, no Kyle Lowry for this game. So, we see a huge game by Norman Powell. No real great game from, I mean, Siakam and Fred VanVleet really needed to step it up with Kyle Lowry out. Luckily, Norman Powell stepped it up, but, uh, you know. Pascal Siakam and Fred Van Vliet, those are the two kind of players that we do kind of want to keep a lot of focus on because they are kind of, you know, they are kind of their stars on the team. Although they're not, you know, superstars overall, they are the stars of the team and need to start stepping it up when, you know, the main man, Kyle Lowry, Kyle Lowry is the only superstar on this team. So, um, alrighty. what else do we get here off the bench? Nothing great by Aaron Baines. Unfortunately, two points, nine rebounds, which is actually good. So I will give him the rebounds. Um, Terrence Davis, 11 points off the bench. Very well done in 11 minutes as well. Alrighty, now let's talk about the T-Wolves. I mean, they're super close, man. They're super close. Obviously, the you know, no D'Angelo Russell is killing them a little bit here, but they're trying their best to... It- Get it all figured out And once again Anthony Edwards Not stepping up a little bit This was their game to win And they didn't Take advantage of it So a little unfortunate Carl Anthony Towns Did his thing 19 points 4 assists And 13 rebounds But really nobody else Stepped up I mean 19 points was the High score for this uh, T-Wolves team Not the greatest. Malik Beasley, 13 points, 5 rebounds. Ricky Rubio, 7 points, 4 assists. Not going to get it done. Like we said, Anthony Edwards had a really bad night. 7 points, 0 of 7 from 3, and only 21% uh, 21 from the field. Jared Vanderbilt, 4 points, 3 rebounds Once again, just nobody really stepping it up Um, And then we get a decent contribution off the bench By Jordan McLaughlin, 11 points and 7 assists But just nobody's putting up the points here Besides Carl Anthony Towns consistently And until they start doing that, this T-Wolves team Is still kind of like they've been all season Not great at all All Alright, and then the last game of the night The Clippers, the very, very well-rested Clippers Versus the Jazz Kawhi Leonard, super rested, 29 points, 4 assists, 5 rebounds. Very well done by him. Paul George, once again, very well rested and just an alright performance by him. 15 points, 5 assists, 6 rebounds um, on 42% shooting, 1 of 4 from 3. Patrick Beverly ended up hitting some nice clutch 3s late in the 4th quarter to kind of ice the game over the Jazz, so very well done to him. 17 points, 2 assists, 2 rebounds. Um, what else we get? Um, Nicholas Petun putting up no points, just kind of being a, Beef down low, trying to handle um, Rudy Gobert a little bit down there at the 4. Serge Ibaka, 9 points, 9 rebounds. He shot 1 of 5 from 3. I think he hit a 3 kind of like right off the rip, (laughs) like early first quarter. And then uh, 0 of 4 for the rest of the day. All right, off the bench, Lou Williams, very well done. 19 points, 2 rebounds, 2 assists. And who else did a... um yeah, Marcus Morris hit another clutch three as well and he had a great game off the bench. 17 points, 7 rebounds, 3 of 5 from 3. So, we know this uh Clippers team is very deep. They still got Zubac off the bench. He put up 8 rebounds. Uh so, I mean, they got the scores, they got the rebounding, they got the defense. They have everything figured out. We know this Clippers team is a real good game, a real good team when everybody's healthy and they beat the Jazz because of it. All right, let's see what happened with the Jazz. Mike Connolly's first game back, and he had 16 points, no assists or rebounds, but, hey, he still put up points, so we'll give it to him a little bit here. Donovan Mitchell, 35 big points here, 5 assists, 4 rebounds on 44% shooting and 4 of 11 from 3, so not overall bad there. Rudy Gobert, a little bit locked up in the points department, only 8 points. He did have 15 rebounds, so that's very good, uh, but we are usually just you know kind of accustomed to seeing him in the kind of the 15-point range, so a little light on him. Uh, Royce O'Neal, no points, six rebounds, three assists. He did take four shots and couldn't hit any of them, unfortunately. Uh, Bojan Bogdanovic, 23 points up top there. So, very well done. Joe Ingles off the bench, only five points. Jordan Clarkson still put up 19 points off the bench. Very well done by him. But, um, yeah, I mean, this Jazz team, if uh, Rudy Gobert is not putting up that 15 points, they are a little bit of lackluster there. But, um... Yeah, this bench, this bench scoring, got to get a little bit better. Definitely need to see George's Yang start to put up a little bit more points. Uh, Joe Ingles, if he's coming off the bench, I mean, we saw what he was doing in the starting lineup with Mike Connolly um, absent the last couple of games. So he needs to bring that to the bench and really step it up with Jordan Clarkson a little bit more consistently off the bench. So this Jazz team is still good. We're not going to count this loss too much against them uh, because, you know, as we said, Kawhi Leonard was off the last, you know, four months. <laughs> Alrighty, righty, that was all the NBA from last night. Let's see what's on deck for today Alrighty, primetime game, Lakers-Heat rematch of the finals last year, so we'll see what's going on with that. We get Warriors, Hornets, Kings, Bulls, Suns, Grizzlies. That should be a real good game. Wizards, Blazers, Pacers, Rockets. Never mind, that's postponed, unfortunately. So a couple of games on deck. Let's see if we can get our money maker right. So let's head over to the NBA, get these lines refreshed up to the minute, and let's see what we can see here. Alrighty. Starting here, Warriors, Hornets, Warriors minus two, Hornets plus two. Uh, we see the Warriors on a back-to-back. Hornets missing their last couple of games because of the whole COVID situation. So, we are going to stay away from this one. I am a big fan of this Hornets team. Um, so, the plus two is there is not terrible to take, especially with the Warriors on a back-to-back. Uh, but, we'll see how this Hornets team kind of gets into the balance. I mean, the Warriors are coming off of a game, so they're kind of still kind of in rhythm where the Hornets have missed their last couple of games because they've been postponed because of a potential COVID, uh, co- uh you know, COVID contract tracing thing over there. So they missed the last two games, so we'll stay away from this one. Let's see how the Hornets kind of bounce back after this kind of long staleness of not playing. All right, Heat and Lakers. And, you know, Heat plus four is not a bad pick, in my opinion, honestly. Let's see who's out for the Lakers. We obviously know Anthony Davis is once again going to be out, he's out for, you know, a couple of weeks here. So, let's see who's in and out. Goran Dragic is still out for the Heat. Damn, it's neat to see this man back in the starting lineup. And, uh, you know, we know Avery Bradley is still out. Uh, for the Lakers, LeBron James, game time decision. I'm sure he'll play. He's at home against, you know, this is kind of a big matchup. First of all, it's on TV. And second of all, you know, they're facing who they won against in the championship, in the finals last season. So, I'm sure... LeBron James will play. Marquise Morris, game time decision. Dennis Schroeder is out. Dennis Schroeder is out. That's huge. Yes, sir. So we are going to take the Heat plus four. That is tremendous value. The Lakers' big three is AD, LeBron, and Dennis Schroeder. Two of their big three are out. Kyle Kuzma will have to step up so much. And we have seen him really kind of step up with no AD and Dennis Schroeder, but he has to do it this game. And then they need to find somewhere else, somebody else to step up as well. So is it going to be Caruso, Taylor Horton Tucker? Who is going to be that third person? step up so we'll take the heat plus the points here. Missing AD missing Schroeder. We'll take the points. Alrighty, Suns and the Grizzlies. Grizzlies plus four looking pretty decent, but, but both these teams on a back-to-back, so I think we may go with the Suns here. Uh, the Grizzlies, they how are they going to handle Jay Crowder and, um, you know, obviously DeAndre Ayton. Yes, the Grizzlies have Valanchunas, is pretty good, but they really kind of struggled a little bit against the better teams. That's why we haven't, you know, we've been reluctant to putting them in the top ten and really betting them a lot, so I think we're going to take the Suns minus four here. The way that Chris Paul is playing, the way that, you know, Jay Crowder's playing off the bench and Devin Booker is always consistent. So we're going to take the Suns here at minus four. I think that's the better value. We haven't really seen the Grizzlies start beating the better teams yet. So until they do, we're still going to believe that they can't. So Suns minus four. Kings, Bulls, probably going to definitely stay away from this one. We've been fading the Kings a lot here. They're on like a six game losing streak. Isn't that what we said? What are they at? Kings 5 game losing streak 4 and 6 in the last 10 they they've really kind of they rode that magic of beating the better teams and being competitive against the better teams but you know their last 10 games they've really been floundering here so we are going to stay away from the Kings Bulls in a back to back you know so I, and I'm not going to take the Bulls either because I don't trust anybody on the Bulls so uh, 2 game 2 teams to stay away from and that's what we're doing here and then the last game Wizards and the Blazers and man oh man we got to ride this Blazers train Blazers minus 5 we know this Wizards team is really not that good on a consistent basis. Yes, they've pulled out some good performances, but in overall totality, they're not a great team, and this Blazers team is right on track. They're right on the money of where they want to be right now with multiple of their starters not in the starting lineup, McCollum and Nurchich. So we're going to take the Blazers minus 5 and roll with that. They're clearly the better team. They clearly have the better players, the better shot makers, the better clutch performers. So we'll take Blazers minus 5. Alrighty, folks. We lost our moneymaker last night by a point and a half this one's going to hit folks we promised 20 straight days of winning money makers yesterday we got screwed by a point and a half but we're gonna get back on track here so heat plus four suns minus four blazers minus five make some money tonight y'all make some money Alrighty, and let's go over to our main topic of the day, which is our NFL draft prospect. We're doing 73 days, 73 prospects to get us ready for our live NFL draft show night one. Cannot wait. So join us on draft night live twitch.tv slash takes by fans. We will be watching it together. Join us, let us hear your thoughts. Let us know, you know, is it, did your team make a poor decision in drafting a player? Did they make the right decision? I want to know what y'all are thinking. So join us there, live draft night. Uh, so um, the player we are going to be looking at today is an offensive lineman, an offensive tackle, to be a little bit more specific, and it's Panay Sowell, folks. Yes, sir. Offensive lineman, offensive tackle for Oregon. The 6'6", 330-pound beef muscle in the trenches. Yes, sir. Um, He did not play this season. He opted out for the 2021 season. I mean, I mean, he's great and he doesn't want to get COVID. He knows he's going to be a first round pick, no doubt, because this man is absolutely fantastic. We do have a lot of highlights of the, well, not a lot. We do have some highlights, Um, you know, for offensive linemen. It's it's a little bit harder to break them down. You, you know, it's not, you know, as flashy as, you know, 50 yard bombs and 30 yard runs, but they set up all of those plays. So they're definitely getting it done in the trenches and we're going to do our best here. The first video, we are going to have to kind of watch for him a little bit, which should shouldn't be too hard. He's on the end of the line. He's a tackle, so it makes it a little bit better. Plus, he's always on the left side. Once again, a little bit better. uh, So we can point him out very quickly. And then the second video we have... Is uh, It kind of highlights them a little bit better. Kind of, you know, highlight, actually highlights them on the tape. So, that's great. We can watch that as well. And then we are going to watch a bowl game highlight. A couple of bowl game highlights. Because, uh, you know, I want to see how he's doing in the totality of a game. In bowl games, we take bowl games heavily. We weigh them very heavily. Because you have so much time to prepare for them. And usually, college defenses are very trash. So, this is the game you need to step up and prove yourself. So, we take bowl games very heavy. So, let's look at... I mean, we really can't look at... Any stats by this man? Because how do you stat offensive linemen? You really just have to look at the totality of the running game and the passing game and all that. Uh, But we'll look at that in the film. So not a lot of stats to go over. But I do quickly, as we see, he played in 2018 and 2019 for Oregon. Didn't do it this season. Opted out this season. But I do want to go to Oregon in 2019 and see how this team fared in the bowl games because, you know, the offensive line is still a huge part of the game, you know, scoring the ball and, you know, not going three and out and four and outs and, you know, getting yards. You got to pay respect to the guys down in the trenches because they open up the holes for the running back and they give the time, uh, they give the passer the time to throw the ball. So let's see what the Ducks did. The team that, you know, Pinoy, uh, Sewell, uh, played for obviously so here we go in 2019 let's see their schedule they got to a bowl game and they had their Uh, Pac-12 championship game against number five ranked Utah and they win the game because of that very well done They put up 37 points offensively very well done. So we have this game queued up We have the highlights of it. We are gonna have to skip around so we can watch, you know, just see well We are just gonna focus on uh, see well So uh, yeah, very well done to that Oregon team putting up 37 points and then they got to the bowl game the Rose Bowl against uh, Wisconsin and they went up and put up 28 points and won the game. So very well done To this 2019 Oregon squad And Panay I I think I'm saying it wrong So well I don't think Siwa Panay Siwa Is it Siwa? Panay Siwa I think it's Panay Siwa Actually Uh, So if I'm pronouncing the name wrong Obviously I apologize I'm not trying to do so folks So relax Uh, So here we go Stats were looking good Team stats, were looking good. So now we've got highlight tape. This is basically what we have to do when we watch the linemen because there's no stats to kind of talk about. So let's watch Panay Siwa and see what we get here. Um, all right. A couple of clips to go through, but uh, this one, 2 minutes and 33 seconds. we are. This is the one that we are going to have to kind of point them out ourselves, but I feel like we can do this very well. So here we go. Panay Siwa. Offensive tackle for Oregon. Let's see what this man is made of. As we said, Panay Sewell. (laughs) Here we go. Number 58, too. Make note of that number, too, because we are going to be having to look out for number 58. So here we go. We also have our notes ready with us to take some notes, whatever we see. So on our live draft night, we can just pull up our notes. Here we go. Here he is on the offensive line right there, just making the hole for this run. Yes, sir. Here we go. We'll go down a little bit right here. He's just pushing out this man. As we see, he's right here on the line, number 58, offensive tackle. So just watch this man. We may have to actually, let's play back speed like half percent so we can go a little bit slower here and see what he's doing. Just gets out in front, makes that huge block there, and opens up the hole. Very, very well done. Great, great. Here we go again. This is him, and he takes on two blockers right here. Let's get it right here Here he is 58 on the end of the line He picks up this block moves him out then he moves up to the next level sees this man coming through and Absolutely pancakes this man This man is on the ground and that opens up the entire hole for this man to go and get you know the first down and multiple yards after that. Here we go. Here he is on the left side. He. This is a screen, and he's able to get out in front. Look at this man's speed. He's already ready to set up. Before the ball is even thrown so absolutely fantastic the speed of this big man We said he's 6'6", 330 pounds and this man is moving quick out here So very quick feet here. He is again. We're pointing him out right here. Let's let the play go It's just a setup screen pass, so he has to get to the second level He's obviously not gonna he's gonna let the edge come in and then he's looking for a player to block And then he just puts him on his back. He puts him on his back folks. Look at him. He's right here Here he is Boom, get down, and if this other guy was blocked, this would have went to the house because of, you know, uh, uh absolute great pancake block. So this man's great. He's quick, folks. He's quick, very light on his feet. Fantastic. That's exactly what you want from a big old beefy, you know, tackle. So quick off feet. Fantastic. That's fantastic. All right, what else we get here? All right, once again, right here against Auburn on the left side of the line. Makes this double team block. There he is. Very well done. All right. Not even running to his side and still getting the block. So here he is again. He's going to be right here off the edge. Let's see. Once again, just kind of a quick pass, so he jams the guy at the line of scrimmage, and now he's looking out for blood. Who can I block? So this man, they've already got this receiver blocked, so the next the next logical option is for him to climb up to the second line and get this guy. So let's see. Can he get there in time? Yes, sir. And then he just pushes them back down to the ground, and that allows the receiver to get, you know, eight yards on the play. Fantastic work getting it done. He's quick. He's very good on the screens to get to the second level. So let's make that note. Screens, screen passes, he can get to the second level quick. Level quick, getting to that second level quick. Yes, sir. Alrighty. That was my problem on the line. I couldn't get to that second level quick. I couldn't pull quick enough. That's why I'm not, you know, Penai P- Well, That's why you're not seeing me out here against Auburn here because uh, I could not get out as quick as he could. All righty, another play. Here he is once again on the end of the line. He is the tackle there. Pass protecting. Pass protecting. Here he is right there. Cor- I mean, the play is not even to his side, and he's still giving 100%, which is obviously great. Um, All righty, here we go. Another play. Once again, at the end, we're highlighting him right here, right here, right here. Let's see. Block, block, block. Everything's coming out to the right. He's still on his man, not letting him get any pressure. Look at where his blocker ends up at the very end of his play. We see this defender's in. This defender's about three yards deep. But Panay Sewell's defender is right, same, right at the line of scrimmage where he started from, folks. So you're not getting any penetration on this man. Very, very well done. Yes, sir. Alrighty, another game. This must have been his best game because the only highlights we're getting is against this Auburn team. But they were ranked. This is a 16 ranked Auburn team at the time. So good competition here that he's going against. Here he is again, just blocking, locking up. It's a pass play. Simple there. Very well done. Doesn't need to block for long because the pass is out there quick. But he is still blocking. Here he is. And yes, sir, he seals that edge. Fantastic. And now the running back. He's only got one man to beat. He doesn't beat him, but hey, he got up to that second level to have that chance to rip it off because Sewell at the line is getting it done. All righty, here he is right here. Block, block, block. This is a pass. He's, just, he's out here, folks. What is 91 doing? 91 is locked up. He is nowhere near able to make anything a play on the quarterback on anything. He's blocked so well. All right, here he is on the end of the line again. The run is coming up the middle, so he's kind of not even part of the play. But 78, he can't even get away from Siwa. So very well done. Alrighty, in the red zone. Here he is. He gets off the line. He's sealing this block Lost him a little bit on that one. Let's see if we can rewind it a little bit. Here he is right here, getting up into that second level. Here we go. See, yeah, he just gets up into that second level, knocks 33 back, and that allows, you know, for the goal line dive by the running back. Very well done. Getting up into that second level is something that he does very fantastically. All righty, here he is on the edge again, sealing the edge. That wasn't him. He got up to the second level already. Damn, this man is getting up into the second level quickly. Here he is. This is him. He he gets on the double team block initially. Then he goes and finds somebody up else on the second level because he knows that this guy's got to handle himself. He goes up to the second level and then blocks it off. That may not even be him either. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Let's see if we can find him on this play. Um, is this him right here? 58 it's a little tough it's very Tough following in the trenches uh, so We'll let that play go I, I really didn't even know where he was On that play but he should be right here on this Play this should be him right here getting Out sealing the edge yes Sir he does Enough there so the running back can Get through um, obviously This wasn't his fault entirely of why This ball only got like three yards but He gets them right there 91 Does get a little tug on him with just with The arm though but you know arm tackles are not Bringing anybody down here Alrighty, back again here, sealing the edge, sealing the edge. Look at that hole that number seven had to run through. It was a little bit deeper into the backfield than obviously you would like to have. But uh, hey, you still get the hole there, still not getting brought down. And they go and pick up the first down on second and 10. Great job sealing the edge. Once again, right here. Getting out in front of the defender, he knows it's coming to the left, just moves him right out of the play right there. This, The reason why this play gets blown up is not because of Panay Seawol, folks. It is not because of him. He's doing his job. Alrighty, back here. Still right here at the edge. Sealing the edge. Now it's a pass play. I mean, folks, look at this. He's got no chance of getting through. Now he's starting to step up in the pocket. And now he takes off. Decent pass protection there. He still did let them penetrate a little bit too much, but still a decent time to throw before you know, the pressure actually got there and he had to step up. All another pass protect here. Clean pocket, very well done on that one. Let's skip it up. Here we go, back to passing. Once again just moving him out of the way. That's a clean pocket right there. Not letting him get close. Hey, I'll knock you all the way outside. However, wherever you want to go, that's where you knock him out. And that's what he does. Here we go. On a nice little run attempt right coming right off of his back and he blocks him right out of the play. Now he's 3 yards in the backfield in a in a run play. He's not going to be able to recover. And the play doesn't go anywhere not because of Panay Seawolf, folks. Siwa. All right, he's going to be on the edge here, right here on the mouse. Nice, decent pass protect. Number three, trying to go left, right. P-9-C-Y is not letting him go. Now he steps up in the pocket himself, and he does whatever he wants. Alrighty, so very well done. I saw some nice things in this first clip. We got another clip teed up, so we'll watch that as well. But uh, yeah, very well done. He's quick off of his his feet. He can get to that second level, seal the edge. Pass blocking is pretty good. Uh, So let's see what this second highlight package has in store for us. This one's going to highlight him a little bit better than what we did on the last clip. But, you know, I think we did a pretty good job. We lost him on one play. Couldn't find him on one play. Alrighty, let's see this one. Here we go. I think this is the play. Is this the play that we lost him on? Down on the goal line? And he's able just to get to that second level. And that huge blow up that he has. Another one right here. 58. 58. Just in the back. And we saw this play on the last one. Here he is. This one does it perfectly for us. Just gets up into that second level. Oh my God. It literally just buries the linebacker. Get down. That th- he just throws a shoulder into this man and knocks him back. It's right here, folks. Boom. Woohoo! Yes, sir. This man is big, he's strong, he's fast, he's everything you want in a tackle. Sheds that block quickly, gets up into the second level, and then makes a huge block here for number four. I mean, look at this man. Linebacker coming across, shove him out of the way, and now number four is off to the races with the blocker out in front. Multiple blockers out in front. C. well, sealing it. Yes, sir. Alright, nice decent pass protect here. They highlighted him. He's got no chance at making a play on the ball. Double team here. He comes off and helps this other guy. Because this, this this guy right here, number 66, 68, whatever his number is. Pinai Seawalt is just helping. He's just a helper. He's got no man to himself. So he helps up here initially. Then sees this guy is getting a little bit deep push here off the side. Comes out and helps him. Knocks him down to the ground. All right, where was he on, where was he on this play? This one was quick. I gotta go back here. Where is he? Where is he? Wherever he is, he helped seal that edge. There it is. There it is. All right, this is the play. Here he is on the block, right at the edge. Sealing the edge, opening up that hole. Fantastic. Here he is right here. Double team block, getting up into the second level and just moving everybody out of the way. Another one here. Sealing the edge, letting him hit that hole, doing your job. Getting it done and look at him go. Did he get up to that second level? Here he is. Boom, boom, boom. Gets up into that second level, just finding the right person to block. Taking him out of the picture. Yes, sir. Here we go. Once again, I mean, this is a designed run to get him into the second level. Oh my god, and he's destroying people. Here he is, folks. He's getting up into like like the third level here and just moves him off the ground, gets up. That's a safety the man's going against right here. Getting up into the safety level and then knocking him down. Fantastic work here. On the line, everything is flowing out to the left side. He's pushing everybody out. Helps on the double team there. Gets up into the second level. Oh, this one's actually fantastic. Watch this play. more time here so he helps at the double team initially and then he gets up into that second level because the linebacker is crashing down a little bit he moves him out and look at him look at this huge hole that cy double helped on he helped on this guy to move him out to the right then he goes up and moves this guy to the left and the hole is open and the play, the highlight's going to end any second now so but look at this hole he's got look at this hole the running back has very well done woof Alrighty, here he is, getting out to the second level, blocking him out fantastically. Nice little, once again, I mean, these screen passes, these designed, everybody's flowing to the left, everybody's running to the left, get up into the first and second level. He's absolutely fantastic at doing that. Very, very, very well done there. Alrighty, so let's end our highlight package. Let's go. Do we do... The Pac-12 championship game, or do we do the bowl game? Let's do the bowl game. Wisconsin, a little bit of a better competition here. So we're going to go when Oregon is on offense. Watch for Seawall and what he did in this game. And we, we we'll probably won't watch this entire highlight package, but we'll just try and figure out um, if we need to see any more video. We'll keep on going until we feel like we've seen enough. And I think we've seen enough already, but let's see if we get anything great here against Wisconsin in the Rose Bowl. Here we go. There he is once again. Just sealing the edge. Fantastic. It helps. It gets a nine yard run. Yes, sir. We're just focusing him on offense now with pass protection. Yes, sir. Just driving him all out of the way. Right there. 58. Bingo, bingo. All right. Keep going here offensively. Uh, this wouldn't float to the right, so he's kind of already out of the play. Not really much of a enforcer on that play. All right, he kind of got beat a little bit on this play. A little bit on this play. He comes inside. Luckily, he get, the quarterback gets rid of the ball very, very quickly. Once again, quarterback gets rid of the ball quickly. We see him just try and push the defender away on the edge. Here he is right here. Alright, so the pass protection's alright. Uh, definitely run blocking is definitely, I think, his better strength here. So let's note that overall, run blocking is a little bit better. Alright, let's keep it going here. Now he's gonna get down into the red zone. Probably uh, rushing plays here. You flow everything down, and then he just keeps it off the left side. So design play there. Everything works out to perfection. Let's get uh, Oregon back on offense here. And they are quickly because uh, Wisconsin either return that for uh, punt return for a touchdown, kick return for a touchdown. All righty, here he is, just run blocking, run blocking, still right here, right here. And they get the pick? What happened here? All righty, so, I mean, he just throws the ball. It gets picked by a lineman here. Unfortunate. Not really, you know, the tackle's fault. Sewell was kind of right in the middle of that as well. He's right here just blocking, blocking the linebacker. So, not his fault, obviously. All right, let's get back to Oregon on offense. Here we go. Getting out on the run blocking. Forcing him out, but the play comes back to the right. So, I mean, everything on the left side was a distraction. All right. We're obviously not getting anything great consistency here. I mean, obviously, this isn't a highlight package for him. It's for the team. So, let's see if we can get the uh, the Ducks on, like, a goal line anywhere. Let's see that. And if we can't, then we'll, we'll, we'll leave it be. But uh, here we go. Here we go. All right. Here we go. They're about to score soon. Here we go. All right, we'll start here. They're at the 20. Just getting it done. Boom. Now at the five. Here he is. Just pushing him back. Quarterback keeps it. All right. All right, so not too bad in this game so far. Um, not a huge impact that he had. These definitely individual highlight packages were a lot better, obviously. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, he's looking real good, folks. Uh, Pinay, Siwe, Siwa, offensive tackle for Oregon, very fantastically well done. There's a lot of talk about the Dolphins taking him at number three. I would not like that. Yes, he's looking good, but give me give me the wide receiver. Give me the wide receiver. Um Give me the wide receiver. <laughs> you can find tackles. I mean, Laramie Tunsil, he was a big name. We drafted him, and he never really panned out. I mean, yeah, he was a good prospect, but he never really panned out great. So, yeah, Penice uh, see looking real good. We'll see where he goes. Uh, but the man is quick, folks. 6'6", 330. He does not, he does not run like he's 330 pounds. Alrighty, that's going to do it for us today. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for watching. We're back tomorrow with a new prospect. Who will it be tomorrow? You'll have to find out live, folks. you got to find out live. All right, uh, back tomorrow, live, noon Eastern, twitch.tv slash takes my fans. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for watching. We're out of here.